Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. It is your host, Poonam, here with a very special guest, Geeta Narayanan. Today, we are going to talk about how to handle the stress while applying for college, preparing for college, and accepting the results. So let us talk to Geeta and find out more about this topic. Welcome, Geeta. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Before I ask you a few questions, please introduce yourself to those who are listening to you for the first time. Hi, Poonam. Thank you for having me. And it's really wonderful to be here. My name is uh, Geeta Narayanan. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I see clients, mainly individuals and some teens. I've been working in the hybrid model, some virtual and also some in-person sessions in my office. My office is located in the South Bascom Avenue in San Jose. This is fantastic. Gita, as you know, March is the time when University of California college application results come out. And I do have a senior at home who is heading out to college this fall. And what happened, one of my friends called me a couple of weeks back and asked me if I am feeling anxious about application results and if my child is prepared to hear the results. You know, to be honest, I was surprised with those questions as I was not thinking in that direction. But she shared she was very anxious last year when her child was going through this process. So her questions inspired me to do this podcast recording. Do you see any parents or students in your practice who feel anxiety for the whole college application process, admission requirements? And all that nine yard kids need to go through for that process. Yes, definitely, Poonam. I see quite a lot of parents and also teens who go through this process. It is actually overwhelming and it's a, it's like a maze. And it's just that I think we, as the first generation immigrants, we did not go to high school here. I can talk about myself and I guess some of us who are probably listening to this podcast also. And since we have not gone through the high school system here or general school system here, we do not know the demand or the requirements. What is it you need, right, to apply for college? So obviously, there is always uh, trying to guess, trying to get input from different parents and then different from the teachers, and then we are trying to figure it out. So it is definitely a very anxiety-provoking experience for both parents and students, for sure. So what is your advice to those parents, Kita? How can they not feel overwhelmed? And I'm sure if parents are overwhelmed, it's going to their children as well. So any advice for our parents and our teens to make it easier on them? I would say for the parents especially, right? It is really one of the things I would say is finding 
especially what your teen is passionate about and uh, also encouraging them to excel the high school teacher i remember she told me that when my girls were in high school that ask them to take an ap class where they are interested in not necessarily targeted towards a major that is going to get a major in the college because that way the interest is more on learning a subject and when there is an interest in learning a subject then obviously the passion continues and then they would figure out the major and there are so many colleges in this country where you don't even need to decide a major when you start your college and i also feel being the first generation where we are it is very normal to feel overwhelming like i said before and we are also come from a developing countries such as india where a good amount of us come from middle class right and i can talk for myself punam is both my parents had to work we lived actually paycheck to paycheck so there is always this dire need of feeling financial security right so that is why i feel and when we came to this country a good amount of the population where we all started our lives from ground zero right and we had to rely on paycheck to paycheck so that fear of financial insecurity is in us it is passed on from transmitted so to speak by generation to generation and i think it is still in us as our child is getting ready to be launched so we feel as parents that they should not go through what we went through so it comes from a good place which is all fair you know all parents do not want our children to go through their struggle go through the same suffering that we all went through but the main thing the difference what happens is sometimes it's a very thin line sometimes it gets overly expecting from the children or from the teens and that puts unnecessary stress and burden on them and i think uh, so that is where i feel the parents you know tend to do that and i also feel just because especially we are living in a silicon valley and a lot of it is tech and there is a sense of also almost a push to just forcing a child uh, to take a stem major almost is a guarantee that you get financial security like i said which is all important we all need to pay our bills but sometimes i think it's also important okay is that what your child wants to do i think that would be helpful for the parents to step back and really focus on what your child's strength is rather than which is going to pay your bills both are equally important i'm not saying one is more important than the other but i'm also saying how it would be helpful for us to see this holistically rather than just seeing with just one factor many many wonderful advices geeta i heard you saying um, the ap which ap should my child take how many ap's should my child say yeah. take so i do feel you know without even knowing um child's interest you know that that race like how many numbers 5 10 11 so there is kind of a competition going on that's what one thing i noticed and you mentioned you know ask your child interest right like what kid is interested to learn and as you said like parents have good intention but i notice some of us um, we live our dream through our kids okay we have good intention but what i did not do in my life let my child fulfill those dreams so sometimes indirectly we put a lot of pressure knowingly or unknowingly as you're saying intentions are good but stepping back deciding as a family not just one way direction like because i am parent i told you to do do that 
right? So I really liked your approach of knowing your kids' interests, let them choose and let them see their own strength. If they are STEM uh, in oriented, let them go in that direction. Otherwise, there are many other possibilities available to them as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I know like enriching on the subject is really important too, right? I'm saying this for the students also, right? And uh, like, for example, I, I just wanted to share if a child has an interest in neuroscience, real estate, or to culinary school, for example, right? These are all very, uh, what do you say? especially the real estate and culinary school is very new to some some families. So I think it is helpful for them to talk to different people in the field and actually go intern for them. Just do voluntary work for them. Because sometimes what happens is with the teens, right? Like it's for us too. I mean, we all have certain ideas, okay, how this is going to be. And then we all tend to live in those fantasies. Oh, I want to be a cook, right? But then when they actually go work in a restaurant, when they actually see at the hustle puzzle, oh, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this because those practical experience, right? It gives them some insight. I would get excited to go to school for. Are these the kind of classes I'm going to get up every day in the morning and study for? So those are the questions it's good for them to start thinking about because I think that's what I would tell the teens also. And also another thing I want to say to the teens is they have been in the home front, right? From the time they are born till 18, till they graduate high school. So I feel that when they step out, there's going to be a lot of changes. So it's just not, okay, I'm going to go study and then I'm going to get a job. That's not it. So there's going to be so many factors, social factors and environmental factors, so many things they have to take it into consideration. So that is why I feel as parents, it's important you raise them into not just not with IQ, but EQ too, because it, as much as we do not, or we do not want them to make mistakes, but I also feel it's important they make mistakes. They don't need to make the same mistakes that we did, but they have to make their own mistakes because only through mistakes and failures, right? They're going to learn from experience. And because sometimes, like we said, we are, we just don't want to take any risk. Like, for example, somebody may say, oh, I want to join culinary school, but that person may have gotten in one of their desired colleges, something else the parents may want them to do. Then maybe we can say, okay, why don't you try this for a semester? and see if you can, if you like it, and then we can talk about it. A lot of times, if it is helpful to keep like an open dialogue, uh, like you said, Poonam, not so much like a top-down, making it into more engaging and find out what they are thinking. Because some, sometimes I feel our kids are raised in a Western culture, right? And the Western culture is a very individuated one. So it's basically you would, at least we feel that after 18, they are on their own, so to speak. At least that's what the system says. Right, so they're already seeing their friends, you know, they're good, they're very independent. And I feel that teens now, they are more aware financially, they're very conscious in wanting to uh, be independent. So that is already there. I think those traits, I feel that we should give them more support and encouragement and also a lot of praise. Because sometimes we feel that teens don't need praise and that is not true. They may act like they don't want praise from you, but it's actually not true. You know, I think when you, and, and it needs to come from the genuineness. Hey, I see you that you really showed interest in this. And then looks like you had a conversation. I'm so happy that you're open and you're working towards it. Those are small, small things. It goes a long way and more so coming from the parents. I really like your that advice of shadowing it during summer, maybe doing that job, asking informational interview 
from outside it looks all glamorous but once you do see the day in life of a culinary or chief chef you know that's not for you and i can tell you from my experience my daughter uh, went to psychology major thinking she will follow that path and during one summer she did shadow a psychiatrist and she said mom that's not for me and she changed her major yeah. so that's another thing you know you go with one mindset maybe even during your college you may not like it it's okay to change but do not do unwillingly because you know that love for learning needs to be there yes it's just right so that and another thing we were talking about the race for number of ap's but even during the application process i feel there is a race you know how many colleges did you apply to Absolutely. do you really need so many yeah. colleges so i do know personally you know friends kids they those who have applied to 60 colleges which is wow. i feel is a lot and yes. for security purpose how many do you need so any advice to those people who are just like so fearful they don't know what they want to do they don't know their own strength maybe they are doing because others are doing so advice i think this is wonderful question poonam i think you also touched on it right in terms of all these different kinds of major options and everything it's nice that your daughter is actually she decided she had the practical exposure and then she decided okay this is not that's great learning experience and then she decided from her own experience and i'm glad that you know you guys gave that option to her right where she could decide on her own because then it is her choice and then sometimes when they are given that freedom then they kind of own it right and then they feel accountable and there is a sense of independence and freedom that comes with it many options like one of them is of course you know you guys would have put like all the students and pa- parents i'm thinking you would create certain categories of colleges right like desired medium average and other choices and i think as much as possible it's good to explore all the college options in which category i am actually doing and what would the community college option look like i would say to just consider i would say to just do in when you're doing the research i would say to do all the research thoroughly including the community college options and because the transfer options it gives you so much flexibility and there is no no uh, let's say time constraint on that and there are lots of uh, what do you say there are lots of colleges not just the uc and the state colleges even out of state colleges and also private colleges they do the transfer more and one of the thing i would say is also taking number of aps as much as possible take whatever works for you and one of the things i would also say is for the parents is not to necessarily glorify other kids taking lot of aps glorify other kid applying more colleges than your children coming and talking about it i'm not saying not to share definitely you should come and share because obviously they will get to know eventually when they step out of the house but there is a way of saying it because sometimes when you glorify one child's thing and when you say come and say it in, in a way the child tends to internalize as what i'm doing is not enough and then they would constantly they may get stuck in it and i think it's good to just share that information and so that they don't get into the flight and freeze mode because what is happening is with the college application process right from the time a child gets into the high school till they graduate it is always in the flight and freeze mode so at home we talk about it then at school they talk about it and they are already feeling it so i feel one place where they can actually where it can feel open and collaborative and kind of sense of 
their own nest. It could be their own home. And I think as parents, we can create that environment. And uh, you also pointed out something some time ago, Poonam, which is a great point is how not to live through our children, right? Our children are not like a project, right? So it is, I would say that, you know, they are children. It is like when you, when you garden, when you put, when, how do you, how do we garden? We put some seed and then we leave it for some time. And then with adequate sunlight and manure and things started to sprout and then, right, it germinates and then flowers and plants. I mean, it thrives. But the thing is, you don't actually overwater the plant. You do not overfeed it. When you do all of that, the plant doesn't do its job. It's the same thing. We try to think raising children like cleaning the kitchen where you just clean and then it's all done, right? Because all of us, I don't necessarily like to clean the kitchen all the time, but you know, I'm giving you an example. I want to just finish quickly. You cannot do that with children. You know, it is like garden, you know, it's, it needs to, the nature has to take its course, right? That's how it is going to work. So that is what I'm saying with raising a team too. And just because it's not on your timetable, it's not on based on what others are doing, that creates a sense of internal pressure. Pressure is good, fear is good, but shame is not good and guilt is not good. And sometimes we unintentionally communicate that to our teens that what they are doing is not enough and that actually breeds in more anxiety and pressure. Wonderful advice, Geeta. And I will tell you, and some of our kids are late bloomers. Yeah. They did not do well in their high school. That doesn't mean they will not do well in their college or at their job. Yeah. I can say that from my experience, like, you know, I used to think, oh, will my daughter be successful? Is she is not doing that well as I was expecting, but I learned, you know, that environment where she was planted was maybe not the right environment. And yeah. the minute she got the right environment, she was flourishing. So I think having patience and ha having that nurturing, right, that caring, unconditional, that I think I learned in my parenting and you just reminded me with that beautiful analogy of garden and versus cleaning um, utensils. Yeah. I wanted to ask you another question. You know, like this process itself is cumbersome, stressful, application filling, maybe hiring counselors, like looking at other people, they're going here, there. But now let's talk about the results. Receiving a rejection from a college you mm -hmm. may have applied can be disappointing and can be hard to handle. Yeah. Any tips for our students to handle such a situation when they got rejection while they were hoping for acceptance? How to handle that kind of situation? I would just say that be really gentle with yourself. And I'm going to say that to start from the parents, because children actually mirror what parents feel. I want to say they almost inhale our anxiety. You don't need to communicate. Just your presence is enough. They, they will feel it. And kids are very smart. They are very, very smart. You don't need to say they will know what's wrong when they walk into the room. And most of the time they are right. So I would say if, as for parents, to just be gentle with yourself. And I also want to say that for parents to just have a life of your own, you know, develop hobbies and develop interest, other leisure interest, and also develop some friendships. 
that they do not talk only about colleges. And I would say that because we all need community, we all need some support system. And sometimes it's hard to do it alone. And sometimes if people or parents are not able to find it, and I want to say when I say parents, both parents, because sometimes if one parent is being all this and the other parent is not, then that confuses the team even more and it creates shame and doubt. So that's why it's good to have both parents support unconditionally for the children. And I also feel that the more the parents do that, they're also being a role model. What you're actually showing is college application is, yeah, it is, it didn't work out like, but I'm still leading my life. This is also like, you know, I am going, I'm going about, I'm going out with friends, I'm exercising, I'm meditating, I'm doing all of this. College applications, it didn't get what I want, but I think I am going to just see what are my other options and then try. Because the nice thing about, unlike what we are used to in India is, the nice thing in this system is there are lots of opportunities. You can apply again, right? And you can take a gap year. And you decide that, okay, culinary school, I'm, if I didn't get it this year, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna go work in a restaurant with my favorite chef. There are so many options, right? And that's the nice thing about this system where people go back to school with much more clarity on what they want to do and they thrive. I, that's why I feel, yes, college application can be disappointing. It can be dis disheartening. I'm not saying you're not going to feel that. You are going to feel that. And sometimes if whatever I'm saying right now is not being helpful, I would recommend to see a therapist and also a counselor and maybe a coach and also find a college counselor who can help you. Because sometimes what happens is after, the, after a year, some students like your daughter's, uh, how she decided to change, they may say, oh, you know what? I don't know if I want the culinary school anymore. I may do something else. So you never know. So I think that's why it's good to also seek support. And I would say that um, if your teen is saying that, hey, I need to see a therapist, I need somebody outside support, I would say that's a great investment because I think especially kids and teens, they are more, what do you say? They are more aware of the mental health situation and they want to take care of themselves. And I would say for parents too, please seek support. You don't have to do this alone because nobody does it alone. Thank you, Geeta. So what I understood is, you know, it's great if you get into your dream college. However, if you do not, there are always more options. Yeah. And as you said, you know, think beyond long, like, you know, beyond college. This is a long journey, yeah. right? If you did not earn a college degree from a brand name, that doesn't mean you are not successful in your life, right? We can focus only on efforts, but results are not under our control. So that's how I programmed my son who is heading out to college the whole junior year i kept reminding him hey only efforts are in your control yeah. what happens we don't know like you know we will apply if we get it wonderful if not there is always a plan b yes. so i'm glad that programming helped and he's not overwhelmed and he's accepting all the results coming with grace so i wanted to talk about another scenario sure so sometimes more than the students you know, parents take this rejection as their personal failure. Sure. And I will tell you, I have a friend who graduated from one of the best colleges in India and had big dreams for his son. And as you were saying, nothing wrong in that. But however, his son did not, you know, 
fulfill his dream or he ended up going to a community college and my friend was like kind of broken so what is your advice to such parents who are unable to live their dreams through their kids interesting question poonam i i'll try my best to answer this very quickly it's wonderful that you you know your friend was able to go to the college of his or her choice and graduated i also think you know sometimes i feel that what they do is they feel that okay i want the best for my child which is so fair but i also think sometimes it is not about what you want it is about to see where your child is and like i said before right and uh, i think having an open dialogue and finding out what the child wanted or uh, whether he or she wanted to do this major in the first place this college in the first place and i think finding out what the child wants i think that is the first step the child needs to be driving it it's not us we are going to be sitting next to them i'm not saying sit at the back i'm saying sit next to them in the front right and let them lead they may get lost and you need to you probably be you may be with their google maps that's what you're there for but the main thing is that is what they need to do when they step out of the house because they need to be ready to face the world and i think as much as possible that's what i said you know parents that's why it's good to have your own life your own path your own passion your own hobbies your own leisure so that i also say that not to over sacrifice for your children's sake you know a lot of people we all do i think our uh, i mean we our parents did and they did because our mothers and aunts they didn't have many opportunities to go to school so they, they literally wanted to live their going to school through us which is fair right which is fair and we all all of us have done well thanks to them if not for them many of us would not even be educated because they wanted to make sure that their daughters and daughter in laws are able to go to school right and they go and finish the colleges so all i'm saying is those intentions are all okay at that time but right now i think we need to see especially if it's not in sync even if it is in sync i would say it is always good to question hey what are you thinking about it just because i am saying i don't want you to do this is your life just because i went to this college doesn't mean you need to go to the same college what are your interests what do you see yourself where what do you see yourself where do you see yourself going to college and why do you like that college you know it's it's good to have those conversations like i said it's not all these things are not one time conversation i think the conversations need to happen more than once because we all change right and the, and so would be the change so i think having an open dialogue and having a collaborative conversations i think that takes a pressure off from both parties so that it is just not the parents alone thinking oh i have this goal for my child and then the and then the son or the daughter thinking oh my god i should not disappoint my father so that's just too much burden right then what happens is they get into a mode of stressful conversations and then there is always that flight of freeze mode and that creates more anxiety and distress Thank you Geeta thank you for all the wonderful advices i learned a lot as i want to close this like empower your kids right and, and you were reminding us end of the day it's their journey we brought them to this world but that doesn't mean we own them right yeah. they have their own path be their navigator help them support them be there for them um, so and, and i love that message it's two way uh collaboration it's not one way so thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom i'm sure this is very helpful to many many parents who are listening to us and many teens also 
So once again, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Poonam, for the opportunity. This is a really very interesting and healthy uh, discussion. Thank you very much. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every Friday. So make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you so much for listening.